G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Listen to this. If you want to win some to Christ, be winsome. Let me put it another way. Just be a nice person. Be a caring person. Be a compassionate person. If we want to attract people to Christ, we can't repel them with our manner. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us consider how to share our faith more effectively. The objective is not to win the argument, it's to win the soul. Don't come off as a know-it-all. Be winsome. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. In scholastic debates, they keep score. It's a competition, and each side wants to win big. Well, all too often, believers think that sharing their faith is some kind of competitive debate. If they can score enough points, they win, and the other person automatically comes to Christ. But that approach can suddenly end the conversation and even end the friendship. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out how we're to win souls, not debates. Good encouragement coming today. The title of my message is Evangelism Jesus Style. And here before us in John chapter 4 is a perfect illustration of that. We have Jesus engaging a lady. We don't know her name, but we call her the woman at the well. She was married and divorced five times and was living with a man. She reminds me a lot of my mother. Except my mom was married and divorced seven times. Okay, she had two more on the woman at the well. But here is a woman who obviously was trying to fill a void in her life with a man. Oh, if I meet the right man, I will find fulfillment. And Jesus used this as a metaphor, telling her if she drinks of this water, she'll thirst again. So let's read it. John 4, verse 3. Jesus left Judea, departed again to Galilee, but he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, weary from his journey, sat by the well. It was about the sixth hour. That's 12 o'clock noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said, give me a drink for its disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said, How is it that you, being a Jew, would ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her and said, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Stop there. If you're taking notes, here's point number one. If you want to share the gospel Jesus style, Sharing starts with caring. People can tell when you care. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. 
Normally the Jews and the Samaritans had nothing to do with each other. There was this huge barrier between them. They didn't communicate. And she even brings that up to Jesus. Why are you even talking to me? Don't you know we don't talk to each other? We have nothing to do with each other. But Jesus left his comfort zone and went to someone with the gospel. And we need to do the same. Number two, if you want to evangelize Jesus style, you need to use tact. Tact. Tact has been defined as the intuitive knowledge of saying the right thing at the right time. Isaac Newton said, quote, tact is the ability to make a point without making an enemy. So Jesus begins a dialogue with this woman. And this is what I would tell you about one-on-one -on -one evangelism. It's a dialogue, not a monologue. Right now this is a monologue. I'm just basically talking and some of you are wishing it would end soon, but you know, it's a monologue. But when I engage people in personal evangelism, it's a dialogue. I listen to them. I ask them questions. I want to know more about them. Listen to this. If you want to win some, be winsome. If you want to win some to Christ, be winsome. Let me put it another way. Just be a nice person. Be a caring person. Be a compassionate person. Listen to what a person has to say. That's what Jesus is doing. He engages her. Hey, could I have a drink of water? Why would you, would you ask for a drink of water from me, a Samaritan? Don't you know we have nothing to do with each other? Hey, you know what? If you knew who you were talking to, you would ask him and he would give you living water. <laughs> living water. Where are you gonna get this living water? Are you greater than our, our uh, distant relative, Jacob? This is his well. And, and on this conversation goes, and they, they continue on. And this is a great way to engage people. Years ago I was, um, I caught an Uber and I'm driving along the road. It's actually in Hawaii. And there were these, what they call ghost bikes on the side of the road. A ghost bike is a bike that was painted white to commemorate someone who died in a road bike accident on the road. And there were quite a few along this road. And we're looking at the ghost bikes and I start talking to my cab driver whose name was Tom. And I said, wow, look at all these ghost bikes. He goes, yeah, man, people die on this road all the time. So I said, Tom, what do you think happens after we die? And Tom, the Uber driver, gave me his philosophy. And I certainly didn't agree with it. Well, I think when you die, you come back and you're reincarnated in another form. And he just went on. I didn't contradict him. I didn't interrupt him. I just listened. And after Tom, the philosophical Uber driver, was done, he asked me, well, what do you think happens when you die? I said, well, Tom, I, I believe that if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, uh, you'll go into heaven. And I began to talk about the hope of heaven. After a few moments passed, Tom says, I like your version of the afterlife better than mine. <laughs> I said, well, it's, it's not mine, Tom. It's, these are the words of Jesus. But you see, I listen to Tom. And, and that's the thing. You listen respectfully to what a person says. Let them air their ideas out. And then you can appropriately bring the message of the gospel to them. Jesus is so tactful with this woman. He actually asks her for a favor. Could I have a drink of water? Here's the problem. Sometimes, you know, we can be armed to the teeth with all the information and we can barrage a person and blow them out of the water. Listen, the objective is not to win the argument, it's to win the soul. Don't come off as a know-it-all. Well, I know so much, yeah, but just chill a little bit. Again, learn how to be a good listener. Listen to this, it's been said. 
Success builds walls, but failure builds bridges. See, when I tell you my wonderful, exciting, successful life, you think, well, that's nice for you. I can't relate. But when I share my vulnerabilities, my weaknesses, my struggles, you say, oh, wow, he's just like me, right? So when you don't come off as a know-it-all and you start to engage a person, that's very important. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Today, Pastor Greg is presenting some practical principles to help us share our faith more effectively. Insights offered some weeks ago at an evangelism conference in Washington in the U.S. And here's another thing. If you want to evangelize Jesus style, don't deal with everyone in the same way. Everyone is different. Notice how Jesus adapted to each person he spoke to. In John chapter 3, it's Jesus and the religious dude named Nicodemus who came to Jesus at night. So Nicodemus was this renowned religious leader who was supposed to know all the answers. And he comes and asks questions of Jesus and Christ actually says, you are the teacher in Israel and you don't know these things. But then Jesus gently but firmly tells Nicodemus, the religious man, you need to be born again. After John 3 is John 4. Here's the woman at the well. So we go from this moral religious guy to this very immoral sinful woman. And he adapts to that. And then we see him with the woman caught in the act of adultery. And then we see him with Zacchaeus, the tax collector. And we see him with all these people. And he dealt with everyone differently. Don't be robotic in your evangelism. Learn to engage. As I've said, learn to listen because everyone is different. Paul said it this way. Become all things to all men that you may win them over. That brings me to a really important point now. Jesus engages her and confronts her with her sin. And sometimes we're afraid to do this. We want to say, God loves you. God has a plan for your life. Uh, God wants to change you. It'll be so wonderful. And then you say, well, what if I don't want your God? What if I don't want to go to heaven? What if I reject Jesus? What happens to me then? Um, do you like warm climates? Wait, hold on. You got to give them the whole counsel of God. Whole counsel of God is if you believe in Jesus, He'll forgive you of your sins and you'll go to heaven. If you reject Jesus Christ, you will face a certain judgment in a place called hell. Oh, I can't say hell. Oh, you better say it. Because it's the truth. It's the gospel truth. See, the word gospel means good news. And the only way I can fully appreciate the good news is to first understand the bad news. That I am a sinner hopelessly separated from a holy God that I have offended, a God who set standards that I have miserably fallen short of. But that's where Jesus comes in. He was more than a good man. He was the God man who came to heaven on a rescue operation and died for the sins of the world and rose again from the dead. Now he stands at the human heart and he knocks and says, if we'll hear his voice and open the door, he will come in. So the woman's still kind of blowing off Jesus. Oh yeah, well whatever. Can you, you know, are you greater than our ancestor Jacob? And he goes, why don't you go ask your husband? <laughs> and, and he says, you don't have a husband. You're living with some guy right now. Whoa, how'd you know that? He confronted her with her sin. Not to destroy her, but to show her her need for God. 
And she believes right there on the spot. Well, we've heard that. You know, when Messiah comes, he'll know all things. Lou's paraphrase. Jesus says, you're talking to him, girl. And right there on the spot, she believes. You know how long it takes to convert? It doesn't take years. It doesn't take months. It doesn't even take hours. It can happen just like that. All of a sudden, think about your own life. All of a sudden, the lights went on. That's what happened for me. Non-believer, non-believer, non-believer. Just a moment, boom, I'm a believer. All of a sudden, I believe. I see it. My eyes were opened spiritually. This happened to the woman. And she believes on the spot. And she goes into town and shares her story. Look at John 4, 28. The woman left her water pot went into the city and said to the men, come and see a man who told me all that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? That brings me to my final point. One of the most effective ways you can share the gospel is through your personal testimony. Everybody has a testimony, your personal story. We read of those courageous believers in the book of Revelation that overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb, and the word of their testimony. Now granted, some testimonies are more dramatic than others. I've heard some crazy ones, amazing ones. I mean, Lee Strobel, you know, legal editor at the Chicago Tribune, full-on atheist. But listen, not everybody was an atheist. Maybe you were just living a nice moral life. But you needed Jesus too, didn't you? That's a testimony. See, someone may not relate to the hardcore gangbang testimony or the drug addict testimony or the alcoholic testimony, but they'll relate to you because you would say, I was living a good life. I tried to be a moral person. I reached all of the goals I set in life, but there was something missing and I realized I needed Jesus. That's a testimony. That'll preach. Let me tell you your testimony. Here it is. Once you were blind, but now you see. That's it. It's the same for everyone. So when you share your testimony, this is a way to build a bridge. In fact, we read in John 4, 39, many of the Samaritans of this city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. So here's some tips in sharing your story. Don't glorify or exaggerate the past. Sometimes I've heard people share their testimony and their past sounds more interesting than their present. They'll talk about their life before Christ. Yeah, I was, before I was a Christian, I was out partying and doing all these things. And it was amazing. And, and we did all this stuff. And then I came to Jesus. And all of a sudden, they'd start talking weird. I came to Jesus. And I carry the old rugged cross. Hey, man, you got it all wrong. You're making your past sound better than your present. Paul summed it up so perfectly when he said over in Philippians 3, all those things they thought were so important are gone from my life. Compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ as my master, everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. Dog dung, as one translation puts it. I've dumped it in the trash so I can embrace Christ and be embraced by him. He said, my old life, it was, the word he uses is excrement. Rubbish is one translation. That's very British. It was all rubbish, actually. That's your old life. Quit boasting about it. You were empty, you were lonely, you were guilty, and you were headed to hell, and Christ saved you from your sin, so don't glorify your past. Leave it in the past. 
but it's a good story. Because it gives you an ability to relate to a person. So when I engage a person with the gospel, I don't say, let's turn in our Bibles to John 3 and pull out a little pulpit, you know, and wheels. I'm in the market pushing the pulpit around. You know, so <laughs> get the bread, have the pulpit. No. I'll start talking to a person. Hey, hi, how are you? Where are you from? What do you do? Talk about this, talk about that. And I'm looking for an opening, looking for an opportunity. And I'll usually start with my testimony. Let me tell you about what my life was about before. And I describe it and I use my story to lead to his story. So don't boast about what you gave up for Christ. Boast about what he gave up for you. Good encouragement from Pastor Greg Laurie on how to share our faith by sharing our testimony. Pastor Greg has talked a lot about sharing Christ today, and maybe you'd like to make a change in your relationship with the Lord. Well, Pastor Greg would love to help you do that right now. God is just a prayer away. You know, it doesn't take years to become a Christian. It doesn't take months. Frankly, it doesn't even take hours. It can happen so quickly. It just starts with You saying to God, I know I'm a sinner. I know that you love me. I know that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sin and pay for those sins and then to rise again from the dead. And I want him to come into my life. So here's my question to you. Have you done that yet? Because Jesus, who did die on that cross and rose again from the dead three days later, is alive and standing at the door of your life right now, and he's knocking. And he's saying, if you'll hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. Why don't you just stop whatever it is you're doing and pray this prayer with me? Say, Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, but I know that you are the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. I'm sorry for my sin, and I turn from it now, and I choose to follow you from this moment forward. I ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You've made the right decision, the decision to follow Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's right. And as you begin to live this new life, we want to send you some resource materials to help you get started off right. Just ask for a new believer's growth packet when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time on A New Beginning, join us for more insights on evangelism from Pastor Greg's presentation at an evangelism conference in Spokane several weeks ago. Hope you can join us. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Evangelism Jesus Style. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.